0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: Well, hey, good to see you. I know you're running uh, on a little less sleep than normal, but if you listen real well, I'll preach real well. How about that? All right. So uh, last week, we jumped into this message called Confirmation of the Word, Um, and I didn't get through, so I'm going to kind of hit it a little bit and then finish it this week uh, today. So in this whole series of how to hear God's voice or hearing God's voice, um, I think it's very, very important that we understand that God is okay with you wanting him to confirm his word. I think there's a mis, I don't know, a misconception that you can't ask God to confirm his word because somehow you're questioning God. You're not questioning God. You're just wanting to know that it is God and God will confirm that word. So in my, in my 30, almost two years of doing ministry, um, I told you there were two questions that I get the most. Number one, how can I hear God? That's where the series came from. How can I hear God? People ask me all the time, even people that don't even go to church ask me, how do you, how do you hear God? And, and the second question really close to that question is, how do I know it's God? How do I know it's God and not bad pizza or something I ate, okay, or, or me? How do I know it's God and not just me? And so um, I looked last week uh, pretty in depth, and I won't go into depth this week about it, but in Judges 6 and 7, there's a story of Gideon, and Gideon asked God four times in Judges 6 and 7 to confirm his word, and God confirmed it every time, every time. And so for you and I, if we ask God to confirm his word, I can promise you, if it's God, he's going to confirm it. Okay, he's going to confirm it. So what I want to do, I want to kind of jump into that that we talked about. Brett, if you have, there, there's a slide that's got, uh, that we put up called Confirmation of the Word. Uh, it's got one, two, three, if you can get that up for me. Uh, I gave you this last week. Number one way to do that is his word. Uh, he will always confirm it through his word, his wisdom, and then his ways. All right, and then on out beside that, uh out beside, I gave you two more basically charts on that. Uh, out beside his word is his principles, okay? And then, and then out beside wisdom is his people. And then out beside his ways is his peace. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. And then because I love you so much, I gave you a third category if you're really into this kind of stuff. His word, his principle, and this is, this is what I love the most, his character. How many of you know our God doesn't change? Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's not like shifting sand. He, he's not a moody kind of God. You, you got those people that you know are moody. It's like, I don't like moody people. It made me nervous, okay? Especially moody men. It's a whole nother issue, okay? But, but <laughs> sorry. But, 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 but God's consistent, God's character doesn't change, He's steady. Uh, so that number two, his wisdom, his people, his counsel, his counsel. We'll talk about counsel in a little bit. And then that third one was his ways, his peace, and his calm. If you'll write these down, write them in, the, in your Bible somewhere, these are absolutely 110% the way to know it's God, to confirm it for everybody. Everybody. No matter how long you've been saved or how, how few days you've been saved, God's going to confirm it in these ways. So last week, we started number one, uh, his word, does it line up with the Bible, period? Does it line up with the Bible? And I made this phrase, I said this phrase last week, God's voice will never disagree with God's word. I mean, that, that is simple, but I'm telling you that is that is a huge truth. I mean, you, guys, you want to build a house, build it on that firm foundation right there. That's what you build it on. God's voice, his voice, will never disagree with his word. He, he cannot, he, he, he doesn't change. He's steady, he's solid. His character, his principles, his word doesn't change. I mean, people sometimes come to me and say, well, God gave me a verse, okay? When they tell me the verse and I'm like, okay, That's a beautiful verse, and I believe God gave it to you, but I want you to confirm it through his word, not just his verse. I mean, the enemy tempted Jesus in the garden with a verse. (laughs) Y'all need to let that land somewhere, okay? So there's another principle out there that knows the word. So sometimes we can just take one little verse, and we can almost make it fit our circumstance. How about... How about Genesis, the revelation? How about the word? I mean, can you imagine the, the, the enemy? The enemy tempted God with the word. So basically he tempted God with God. <laughs> he using God's word to tempt God. God is the word. That's just, he should have picked a different bullet. That's just a bad bullet. I mean, it didn't make no sense. You can tell he's stupid. He didn't know who he's talking to. God said, It is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. So, so know his word, get in that word. God will confirm his voice with the word. Enough said. Number two, does, God, does godly counsel agree? Does godly counsel agree? So you have a word from God. You, you've heard God, God's confirmed it in his word. Does godly counsel agree? Now, let me, before I get into godly counsel, um, I want to I define godly counsel, okay? I'm going to give you three, three ways or three definitions uh, of, of how to know it's godly counsel, okay? Number one, they really know God. The, the key word there is really. They really know God, Man, they are intimate with the Father. They've heard his voice before. They know his word. They know the Lord. They know his character. Okay? Not, and I don't mean this to be bad. They listen to Christian music, have a bumper sticker, and go to church. Yeah, that's all sweet, cute, everything. I'll give them another sticker. But, but I, need, I, I need somebody that knows God. I mean, knows his breath. Knows his heart. Not his activity, but his ways. And what do we talk about his ways? His heart. So when you talk to someone and you bounce something off of them that you've heard from the Lord, make sure they know God, really know God. Number two way to know his godly counsel is they really know his word. They don't just know God, but they know God's word. They don't know a verse here or there. They don't quote a verse they saw on Facebook. They, they know the word. They know the word, okay? Not, not a scripture, but the word. But, but the times of that scripture. But why Jesus wrote that scripture. Who he's addressing in that scripture. Why that text was written. To whom he wrote it to. Why he wrote it. The times in which he wrote it. Does that make sense to you? You got to know the word. I know you're out there more than you're out there, okay? You all out there? Yeah, good. Your faces are like, I'm I'm in in bed. Okay, you're in bed, but you're really out there, okay? So so talk to I need your help here. Okay, so you got to know the word, okay? Not a a verse of the day that that he got from a devotional, but the word, got to know the word, okay? And I don't mean it in a bad way, okay? Third way, (laughs) they got to really know God. They got to really know the word. And here's the key. They really know you. They really know you. See, they know, they know if you are um, not lazy, but like hesitant, cautious. They got to know that. They got to know if you're knee jerk. Everybody, everybody knows people that are knee jerk. I mean, they see it, they're gone. I'm like, did you ask God? I did on the way. <laughs> Not on the way, not when you got there, not when you pulled up, okay? But did you sit with God? A lot of things that come to me, I don't react to right away, I sit with them. And a lot of times, more than half of them, the things that I thought I was gonna have to go do, go away. Because the Holy Spirit went ahead of me and did it. I I tell pastors all the time, especially young guys, there's burnout in senior pastor, and then there's absolutely joy in senior pastor. If you ever outrun God, you're going to sell insurance quick because it'll wear you out. But if you will stay with the Lord and walk with him and sit daily and let him do the work, work yourself out of a job more or less, you're going to love this stuff. You're going to love it. All right. So they got to really know God. Really know the word, really know you. Okay. Proverbs 12, 15 says this the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. But he who heeds counsel is wise. Proverbs 19, 20. Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your later days. Proverbs 24, 6. For the wise counsel you will wage your own war and in multitude of counselors there is safety i hope and pray you have those people in your life they may not be your buddies your buddies may not be your wise counsel that makes sense the guy you sit with at the ball game may not be your godly counsel good to go the game with bad to ask about the bible okay you know what i mean so make sure you have those guys that you can bounce some stuff off of that really know the God, really know the Lord, really know the word and really know you. OK, really know you. So let me give you an example of this in my own personal life. So when we were in Longview, Texas, uh, the pastor at that time, San Jacinto Baptist Church, Dan Coffee, he called me out of the absolute blue and told me that God told him that I was going to be his youth pastor. Well, that's sweet, but I, that same God didn't call me, okay? So I said, thank you, la, 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 la. What happened was he bumped into three of my buddies at three different situations and, and totally oscillated from the others, and all three gave my name to him. So this goes on for about three or four months where he would call me about once a week and tell me that you were supposed to be my youth pastor. So I told Melissa... Uh, they were offering to fly me out during Thanksgiving holiday to um, see the church, meet some of their staff, and have dinner and, and see if God's in this. And I told Melissa, I said, okay, the day after Thanksgiving on that Friday, I'm going to fly to Amarillo, Texas, and I, I got to go out there and tell them no because I'm never going to stop calling. So I'm telling you, that's all I intended to do. So I board Southwest Airlines, I fly into Amarillo, Texas, and when you arrive from... Emerald, texas from east texas that is the wrong direction to arrive in amarillo texas especially if you coming from the piney woods of east texas i'm like why is amarillo against green i think green's a good color i mean all you see the only green you got coming east green circle i didn't know what the heck they were trying to do connect the dot and somebody didn't connect them or what but it's just green circles everywhere and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with this place? And it's not pretty. It's like entering Iraq or something. I mean, it's just not good. And so it's a, there's got to be a better way to enter from the piney woods. I mean, I board the plane and it's gorgeous. And I land and I'm like, Lord help. If I needed any more confirmation that this is not where I need to be. Okay. I like to mow and <laughs> you don't have to mow out here. And so, um, so I fly in. So I meet with uh, with the staff, I go to church. I tour the church, and I mean, I mean, everything in me is like, mm-mm, there's no, I'm not. Mm-mm, God, you're not in this. I have yet to ask God. Dad, telling you, I mean, not literally, ask God. So, so this goes on. We eat dinner at the Big Texan. They wheel and deal me. I'm in the hotel across from BSA. I think it's the Best Western. I don't know if it's here. So that's where they put me up, all by myself. Now, if you know me, I never get sick. Never. I mean, hardly ever sick, okay? I go to bed. I wake up about 3, 3.30 in the morning. I'm telling you, I'm sick as a dog, when them bathroom run six, you know, I'm like, seriously, what is wrong with this? And so I'm mad because I'm sick and I'm back and forth. and I'm like, oh gosh. Oh, I mean, here's all of my day looks ahead of me. Get on a plane in this condition. I'm, I'm just going to be the front of the back of the plane. Like, you know, every 30 seconds and I got to fly. I got to airport and fly back to Longview and I'm sick like this. So here's my thought. Well, yep, that's God. Yeah. He's trying to tell me, don't come out here. You're just going to get sick every day. You come out here. This is just a terrible place. It's not just the scenery. God, I'm telling you, I'm never sick. So if I'm sick now, it's got to be from God. Be careful interpreting circumstances, all right? Because here's what happens to you. If you're you're not mature and you read circumstances, you say, that's God trying to tell me not to come to umbrella. But can I tell you something? That sickness and disease comes from the enemy. And what if the sickness is the enemy saying, I'm trying to steal you and rob you from where I got you. You're, you're going to go there, but I'm going to get you sick so you think that that's not where God wants you to go. So trust me, the sickness, I can spend that to, to the enemy or I can spin it to God. All right. So be careful with circumstances. So I, I, the whole time I'm sick, though, I, I'm trying to say it's God. And everything in me knows it's not. Everything. Now, here's the problem with that thought coming home on the flight. My wife is from Longview. We're in Longview. Her sister's there. Her dad's there. Her mom's there. Both sets are grandparents. And Brett and Ellie are like two and three years old. Can somebody say date night all the time, okay? Date night all the time. Free babysitting, beautiful. How do I, how do I leave We have been back maybe three years. How do I tell my wife that we're going to leave the piney woods of East Texas and her home and her family and go to modern-day Iraq (laughs) with green dots everywhere? And so, but but I know that's what I'm supposed, I know. And I really went out there with the intentions of saying no. And I couldn't say no. I could not say no. So the first night, do I talk? Mm Mm-mm. Because I'm chicken. So we go for a walk. And Brett's on his little scooter. We're trying to slow him down. He goes way too fast on that thing. So I'm like Brett, get back here. And so we're pushing Natalie. And Melissa goes, Are you ever going to talk about your trip? <laughs> really a bad lead in right there for her husband. Uh, uh, yes. And here's what she says to me before I ever start talking. Jeff, I already know. I already know. I knew before you left, I knew before you left. I know we're leaving home, and I know we're going to the unknown, but I know God's got us. And my counsel, who knows me best, spoke. And he'd agree with the counsel that I was getting from the Lord. See, no, guys, let me tell you something. Nobody knows you like your wife. Nobody nobody. So when your wife says yes, that's a yes. And when your wife says, I'm not sure, honey, might want to sit with God. It's not what I'm getting. Then I'm going to tell you right now, you better sit with God. Sit with God. Does the counsel that you're getting agree with you? And see, what I'm thankful for is, that my wife walks intimately with the Lord and she knows God's heartbeat. And even in the midst of what was beautiful, we bought what we wanted to buy for that school district. We're in her hometown. We've got family all around us. All of that said stay. But she knew, she knew, she knew. And I knew. And I was checking to talk. And finally she brought it up and the two chickens got together, and we agreed. And so I want you to know that godly counsel is a beautiful thing, and if you don't have it, you need it. And guys, can I just tell you that your wife is one of those counsels, one of those counsels. So number three, how to confirm the word. Do I have peace? Do I have peace? I'm going to make this statement, and you need to write this down. God will never lead through fear God will never lead through fear it's not it's not his nature it's what it's not his character he can't be something he's not and he can't scare you to go somewhere he leads through love he's got you he's a good good father He's a good, good father. Colossians 3.15 says this, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called to one body and be thankful. That word rule is a sporting term which means umpire or referee. That's a beautiful thing. Let, let, Let God umpire your heart. Let God rule or referee your mind. See that every thought captive. He's, he's umpiring your thoughts. He's umpiring your mind. He's, he's, he's got you. He's ruling you, okay? Let, let God umpire your heart. Philippians 4, 7 says this, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Can I just tell you something? Sometimes the peace of God cannot be understood by anybody else. That's why they call it the peace that passes all understanding. Okay? Well, guard your hearts and minds. Big deal there. All right? Let me uh, share this uh, about Peace. So when we were at Quell Creek, uh, I knew God had me in a position for, to, to assume, I mean, I knew I was doing associate pastor work in young adults, but I knew I was in pastor in waiting. And so I had opportunities to pastor, uh, but ne- none of them, none of them really gave me peace. And so the, I, 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 my, my pastor at that time, uh, Dr. Coffey came to me and said, hey, First Baptist Bushland's uh, uh, they, they're without a pastor. And I know you live out there and love out, you have a heart for that community and everything. Uh, but, 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 but you need to know that, that that church is open. It doesn't have a pastor around it. The deacons uh, asked the pastor to leave. And I was like, oh, ain't going to church where the deacons run the roost, okay? De- deacons done threw the pastor out. I'm not gonna walk into that, okay? He goes, no, 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 don't judge that. They needed to do that. That's a good thing, la, la. So we, uh, we pray about that. Didn't take long because our hearts always been in Bushland for the community, and we, I drove by the church all the time because we lived in Prairie West. And so, uh, so we put our resume out there and everything. So we began, at that time, about the same time we put the resume out, we start building a house over here in Saddleback. And Melissa and I, general contract in the house, beautiful home, about six months of building, uh, all this other stuff. So in the midst of all of that, right towards the very tail end of that, that committee said, you're our number one choice. We want to talk to you. I was like, okay. So we began the process of talking to the committee understand something. Uh, I built that house on the salary I was making at Quail Creek. Uh, the position uh, that, that I was interviewing for and the salary that, I, that was being offered to me was about half of that. Okay. And so we, uh, we begin to talk. Uh, we have a, uh, we're going to come and preach. We had laid our head in that house five nights, and I preached view of a call. And they vote to call us as a pastor. So I get half the salary no benefit, no retirement. Can you say, yippee, all right? And so I began shopping Walmart for for sale by owner signs to see who was gonna own that home over there. And because I couldn't make that math make sense. But I want you to understand something. I had told Melissa way before that, if that church offers me $1, $1, I'm in. Because I knew I knew, man. I knew. I knew for six years as I drove by this little church. That was when the little church was right there. I said, God, that church right there, that church right there should be booming. That church right there needs to boom. God, you ever give me the opportunity, the privilege to pastor that church, we're gonna blow this community up. And we're gonna do it Acts 2 style because I believe you can still do it. And so, so when they said yes to us, I'd have done it for a dollar. But we took half the salary that we were making, no benefits at all, and we started. And 18 people, really there was 21, but three of them were family members, they don't count them, all right? 18 people I didn't know looking back at me, all right? And we started. Now I want you to send something. At that time, to help out, I was mowing yards, and my sweet wife... (laughs) some of y'all don't know this story about her that summer mm, just tell you a little bit about that girl she worked at school and so to help us pay bills she cleaned restrooms for bisd and scraped gum out from under the desk at the school all summer and i mowed yards and i want to tell you one of the coolest things a lot of people don't know that church, Quill Creek, a, year our, a month into our ministry, came to me and to the three deacons and said, what we're about to do for Jeff and Melissa isn't done. We're going to pledge to pay $1,000 a month for the first year of their ministry out here to help make salary for them. Dude, I left that church to take this pastorate they step up in kingdom. I'm telling you, that's kingdom, and they committed twelve thousand dollars, thousand dollars a month. They sent a check, and they did it twelve faithful months. Every first day of the month, they sent a check to this church to help us out. I'm going to tell you, between the gum scraping and the bathroom cleaning and the mowing yards and the gift from Crow Creek, we never missed a thing at that house right there. And then in that time, God grew. See, a lot of people think, well, if I, if I hear God and I have a peace, it's just going to be better roses, steaks, ribeyes, and sweet teas. And then God owes Job a huge apology, all right, and a lot of other folks in the Bible. Listen to me. When you hear the peace of God, the peace of God will transcend everything. And you will walk in that peace. And no matter what the world says and what your fears say, and what they don't add up on, it doesn't add up on paper, and it doesn't make sense financially, and I'm telling you, I wouldn't have had a financial advisor. Nowhere that was said, that is a good deal at 42. You, you're a fool, man. You have a fifth grader and a sixth grader in college in like five months. I mean five years. What's wrong with you? And we burn through our college fund to pay bills. That's just the flat truth. But when God is in it, God's in it. And God confirmed it with his word, confirmed it with godly counsel, and we had a peace that passes all understanding, and we knew we were right in the middle of God's will. And no matter what all the other stuff said, we didn't look at it. We didn't look left. We didn't look right. We looked steady on the king. And you gotta follow God. Confirming God's word may not mean you win a popularity contest, but it will mean God will be with you and bless you. He will confirm his word. He does it every time. And it's okay for you to ask, God, is this you? I need you to confirm that word to me. And he will confirm it through his word. He will confirm it through godly counsel. And he will confirm it through a peace that will guard your heart and minds. And you will be quickened through that, man. So if you're right now in the midst of hearing the Lord, and you've got, Jeff, I... Man, it's hard, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's 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 hard at first, but you're going to get good at it. You'll know. And I'll talk next week about the stewardship of the word, how to handle the word God gives you. That's a big deal there. Okay? But but you'll get better as you grow in the Lord of how to know it's God. And if you're right now in a situation where you believe you're hearing God in a situation or for a circumstance, and you just want to confirm that, you want to know it's God before you step, those are three areas you can confirm that word. But I'm going to tell you something, like I said last week, when you get to the point where you know it's God, you've got to step. And sometimes, my friend, just like for Melissa and I and Brett and Alley, we didn't see it all when we took the first step. Even though we con- God had confirmed it in those areas, when we stepped out in faith, then it became clear, and God made ways. So sometimes when you step, it's still got to be faith, but you'll know that you can step because God confirmed his word. He f- confirmed his word. Okay. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. If you're on the uh, ministry team this morning at the altar, please uh, make your way this way. Hey, each week when I finish, I always say these words. I want you to ask yourself, what did the Holy Spirit say to me through this lesson? I know this series is speaking to a lot of people, and this is one of the most critical areas right here, the confirmation of God's word. And and I want you to really sharpen your skills in learning to confirm the word from God. And these three areas are key to that okay so i'm asking that you ask the holy spirit holy spirit what did you say to me today it may be sharpen your sharpen your skills on confirming the word and uh or you may need to find some godly counsel you don't have that right now and you need to ask god god who's my godly counsel you're gonna need godly counsel all right so ask the holy spirit as we pray god what did you say to me today through this message and that and that alone It's what you respond to. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify you. God, you're good. You're just good. And God, you speak. Speak all the time. And God, today, we've looked at confirming a word from the Lord. And God, I pray that the Holy Spirit drives that word home. And God, if there's people here today that just need you to confirm a word in them, that God, that you would do that now. Begin to do that now. God, if there's people here or families or couples that just need prayer, God, I pray that they would be willing and vulnerable enough to come and say, man, we just need you to pray for us. And God, they would just see prayer. So God, during this time of altar ministry, God, you move us, whether we come forward or right where we're at, but God, may we respond to what your Holy Spirit said to us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.